All right, fantastic. So anyway, uh, for, for, for listeners and viewers, I have with me two American gym owners that have defied their, their, their local and their, well, Ian, you, Ian, you're working on the defiance of the state. You have defied your state laws. Uh, for those that are not familiar with Ian Smith, he is the owner of Attila's Gym in New Jersey. He has been fined X amount of daughter, dollars getting into millions. He's been in jail and Victoria levels. And we have now with us Michael Carnival, who is a gym owner in South Florida that just yesterday, Michael, congratulations, just yesterday Thank received a pardon from uh, Governor DeSantis. So, Michael, so Ian, go ahead. What Thanks, you, brother. Michael, Ian, Ian, uh, Ian and I, Ian and I spoke a number of months ago. Ian had joined my program, Discussions of Truth, and this was what was it? Probably eight months ago, Ian. And this so, is when the uh, this is when the early. What was it? I said I think it was about eight months ago because we've been at this in four days. We'll have been fighting uh, here in New Jersey for a year now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely insanity, insanity. And I think fifteen days, right? Go yeah, ahead, Michael. Fourteen. That's it. Yeah, 14 days, yeah, to stop the spread. And here we are a year later. So Is that what it was? Is that what those idiots were saying? Excuse my language. Sorry if I'm offending anybody. Um, it, it's, it's beyond time to stand up and stand out. And these two gentlemen have done just that. So, Michael, describe again what your legal team had done in order to get to the governor for DeSantis uh, to, uh, to defy this order. Ian is working with a... Democratic governor who's probably very scared of the virus and he's bought into the hysteria. Michael, for in a minute, tell us exactly how your legal team was able to get this done. So, it, like I said, it was just a little bit of everything, but uh, my attorney reached out to Governor DeSantis's attorney and we basically presented the data like, hey, this is what's going on. These guys are, you know, hell bent on putting me in jail over this. What can we do? And um, just making a little bit of noise, just a little bit of everything. People sharing on social media and just putting a little bit of pressure on these politicians, which, you know, as we know, that's what it takes to make moves. Nothing moves until you move it. And uh, it was just a little bit of everything. But definitely my attorney reaching out to his attorney. Fantastic. And Ian, take a minute and update listeners on where you're at with your fight and, uh, and what's going on with the Tillis gym. Uh, well, first of all, I want to I want to highlight the fact um, that the only reason uh, Mike was able to get to where he's at now is because he didn't give up. So that that's what this this is all about for everybody, uh, whether you have a, a business otherwise. Um, there, there's been a lot of times where I can say personally I've been discouraged, uh, and I, I think that Mike. Uh, probably identify with that but um that's that's the strategy overall is is relentlessness and and just just not not backing down from this stuff um but as far as uh talking about not backing down uh and being relentless here we are um almost a year into this at attilus um and we have pretty much lost every court case um that has been presented um, and we just continue to work our way through the system. We are stuck in the court systems of, of New Jersey in which we have appointed judges. Um, and Governor Murphy is actually the only 
governor who has not been handed a loss on a COVID case of any kind. Uh, they all run through the same judge. His name is Judge Robert Lugie. He is an appointed judge that just so happens to be up for tenure this year. Uh, no coincidence that he's very cooperative with Murphy's wishes. Um, recent update, we just got fined another $125,000. Uh, they, they pierced the LLC. Um, they're going to continue finding us. The judge uh, found that the the fines are not punitive, that they are, quote, coercive. Um, we strongly disagree with that. We'll be moving into the appellate division. Now we have probably one more uh, appearance in front of Judge Lugie where the state will make its final request. Uh, we don't know what they'll do. Um, it is likely they may ask for a permanent closure um, order. And it is likely that if that's presented in front of Judge Robert Lugie, he'll do it. Um, so we'll see. We'll be moving forward. Um, we have criminal charges, seven of them. We have court for that on Monday. Uh, just a scheduling hearing. Our lawyers in the criminal courts put a 98-page motion in front of the judge to dismiss. Um, and that's it. We just keep opening our doors every day. Uh, we have 700 healthy, happy people come in every single day of the week. Um, and that's the most important thing to us. And, and we know that we're on the right side of this. So, um, sometimes you get lucky and you, you got a governor's ear, you know, and, and, and that's, I say lucky as in, uh, you were just in the right state. Um, no discredit to your amount of effort. For sure. Uh, but, uh, sometimes, sometimes the, the battle goes on a little bit longer. And, uh, even though Mike, uh, has walked away from this, um, in the right, you know, there's still plenty of battles to fight, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he'll be, he'll be down there doing his thing. Fantastic. And Ian, were you familiar with uh, Mike's, Mike's story? Yeah, I have, I have connected with, with hundreds of business owners. Mike is one of them that I, I connected with pretty early. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm familiar with Mike's story, and, and we've communicated, and we've tried to help each other as much as possible. But the, uh, the strategy behind their strategy is that everybody has to kind of fight their own battles. Um, there's no way that I can help Mike in court and there's no way that Mike can help me in court um, because you're dealing with with different different policies and different enforcement measures and different um, oversteps of government in different areas. So uh, we, were, we were familiar and we've all we've as business owners across the country, we've all tried to brainstorm and lean into each other. Um, but at the end of the day, it's your hill to fight on. And, and Mike, obviously, you were familiar with Ian and his work because you, you call him the godfather. Yeah, he's pretty much the godfather of telling these politicians <laughs> to go fuck themselves. But yeah, I mean, obviously, I uh, definitely taken a lot of inspiration from, uh, you know, what Ian had done over there. And, you know, my timeline was probably pretty similar, you know, to his. We began to fight around the same time where he went national. And, uh, you know, it's two different stories. It's two different people. It's, um, it's two different styles of fighters. Um, two different governments. It's, right. you know, it's, it's the same thing. It's the radical left. But it's just different circumstances. And, uh, you know, I think the one thing that Ian and I both have in common is just, again, it's just the consistent, persistent pursuit and then finding some sick pleasure in, in you know, you have to enjoy that process. If you don't enjoy this process, it's going to eat you up. And I think the reason why Ian and I are here today is because we find some type of enjoyment in that. So it's just keep going. You got to keep moving, you know. Because you're doing, you're doing the right thing. It's easy to enjoy it even when it's hard. Yeah, I came across yesterday. I don't know if either one of you know this. Uh, there are now you probably do. Perhaps there are flag officers. Uh, I'll post it. Uh, flag officers for the Constitution, something of like that or flag officers for America, something like that. There's 120 retired uh, former uh, military officers that have come yep. together and are now outspoken against this communist regime. 
And I want listeners to understand, make no mistake about it. It, and it's it's not about Democrats or Republicans. Both parties are totally corrupt. There is a communist infiltration yeah. in this country, and it is actively taking over. Do you two agree with that? Go ahead, Ian. I couldn't agree more. Um, the easiest the easiest way to to plunge a country into socialism is to kneecap the middle class, uh, and that's all you've seen this past year um, from our policy, our quote unquote policymakers and our our politicians. Um, Every move they make, whether it's the right or the left, uh, with some exceptions on both sides, um, wind up screwing the middle class. And um, the middle class is what what makes this country uh, what it is. It's what allows for the social mobility in a free market. It's what allows for the social mobility in a free country. Um, if, if people work hard uh, and follow just a couple guiding principles, working hard, staying consistent, making the right choices, surrounding themselves with other people, um, you will end up better than where you started in this country. And they're trying to stop that. And the best way to do that is to kneecap the middle class so that you have a country of haves and have nots, which is a recipe for Marxism. What are your thoughts on that, Michael? Yeah. So my perspective is, you know, everyone knows how corrupt the Democrats are. And, you know, as time goes on, I think, um, you know, we're really starting to see some deep corruption in the Republican Party. It's really kind of one and the same. And there's nothing more dangerous than a rhino, right? Because you have these people that swear they're on your side and they, they'll tell you that they're fighting for you when in reality, you know, they're, they're doing a lot of this and they're playing both sides of the coin. And um, that can be very dangerous in itself, too. So um, I, I don't know what the answers are. I think I think the, this is a complete failure of a system. I think this is just the manifestation of the failure of the two party system right now. It's not about Democrat or Republican anymore. This is the people versus corruption. Um, I don't have all the answers, but I know we do need to kind of get together and uh, we're going to start talking. We're going to start yeah, talking. And, and, and what I like to tell people is, 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 is in 1776, neither, neither one of these political parties existed. So this is not about pol uh, politics. This is about the Constitution and those rights are being infringed upon us. Uh, so, and, and, and I think uh, uh, anybody that watching this that, that does appreciate that appreciate their freedom to work out in the gym and do so without being masked or vaccinated, uh, I think we now have three states in the union, uh, Montana, Utah, and Florida, that have passed legislation against mandatory vaccinations and uh, vaccination vaccine passports. Uh, Texas, that legislation is coming, uh, coming soon in Texas. But like you're saying, uh, uh, it, 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 for listeners to understand this, uh, Ian's got an incredibly difficult battle because of the political regime that governs New Jersey. Whereas Michael has it more lenient, where he has on the total opposite side of the spectrum, probably the leading uh, 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 forefront of the freedom fight in pol in, in, from politicians is, is Governor DeSantis. Um, he, he just he really brings. And like I mentioned this, Ian, uh, you probably may, maybe know he's a former Navy SEAL. He's really bringing some brass to this fight. Uh, but we must come together. We must unite in this in this in this cause. And, uh, and again, rely on that constitution. And I think, Ian, what you probably bent 500 pounds 20 times, right? <laughs> 500 pounds would pin me under. Would pin, pin me under. <laughs> you are a strong man. Uh, we, we, were, we were in, we, we've, we've met, we've met, we've crossed roads at a number of events since you initially came on my show. Uh, that includes, Michael, for, your, for you to know, the Ellipse uh, in D.C. and also uh, just a few weeks ago in Oklahoma at Tulsa. Uh, so, and Michael, you were with Laura Ingram. Was it last night you were with Laura Ingram? 
Yeah, it was uh, two nights ago. Two nights ago. And then today you've got OAN coming up. How was it with Laura Ingram? Do, do you feel like, do you feel, is, is that the only, and Ian, you can, you've probably been with her as well. Is that the, uh, is, is, is it, is CNN calling you? Is CNN calling either one of you? Um, yeah, CNN uh, did reach out to me this morning. Um, it should be interesting what angle they want to take it at, you know, and I, I told them, I said, listen, like whatever, however you want to play it. I'm a tough guy. If you want to, you know, you want to have me on and bicker with Cuomo, we can do that. Or if you want to have my wife on and we can all sing Kumbaya, like whatever you want to do. But, uh, you know, my message was always simple from the beginning. Um, facial coverings during fitness activities. That is just the dumbest, most dangerous thing you could do. And it just proves that this has absolutely nothing to do with public health. And it never, ever did. It's just so obvious. You know, it's just so obvious. Could not, okay, so could not do more of that. Go ahead, Ian. What, 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 go ahead with that. I, I just could not agree more with that. You know, it's that, that's been our biggest beef from the beginning. Um, you know, Frank and I got labeled very quickly as dumb gym owners. Um, you know, and I'm certainly no doctor, um, but I do know quite a bit about the human body. Um, and even if I didn't, common sense would tell me that pretty much every policy that they have put in place uh, over the past 19 months or wherever we're at, excuse me, uh, 15 months or wherever we're at, um, has not only not been about health, it, it's negatively impacted people's health. Um, you know, the, I could sit here and list on and on and on, you know, the fact that they made uh, public health a one-dimensional entity that started and finished with COVID. And meanwhile, we've had record increases in pretty much every other form of disease, illness, death, um, just human struggles, things like addiction, stuff like that. Uh, every, every policy that they have put forth has been asked backwards. Um, and it doesn't take a rocket science to figure it out. You know, um, you have business owners who are on the front lines. You have uh, nurses who are on the front lines. You just have people who just who just use common sense on the front lines again and again, proving these people wrong. Um, and that it's not not to boast or to brag. But I mean, everything that we have said, um, not just talking about Frank and I here at Attilus, but everything, pretty much every business owner, every gym owner, salon owner in the country has said has been proven right from the beginning. Um, we were never a threat. Uh, we were never, ever, ever supposed to be shut down. We were never a threat to the public. We knew that from the beginning. Um, and, and the policies that they have put forth have been nothing but destructive and dangerous. So, Michael, what do you say to people that listen to this that view what's coming from from two of you that are representatives of that middle class in the united states that definitely has been under attack that has shrank um what do you say michael to people that may be on the side and just say oh you're you're just a trump supporter that is crazy and you know, what do you what do you say to get them to kind of wake up and say oh realize that hey my constitutional values and, 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 and rights uh, are under attack. What do you say, Michael? I would say just watch the way they've moved the goalposts. Just use your discernment. Watch the way they've moved the goalposts. 14 days to slow the spread. Now it's we can't have any cases, which, you know, that was just never possible to begin with. Now it's uh, get a vaccine. But, you know, you have your vaccine. You still have to social, uh, social distance and mask. Yeah. This is never, ever going to end. People think that they can comply their way through this. And that's not based off of any evidence. 
there's never a time in history where we can point to to say, oh, look at this time there was this government overreach and we complied our way out of it. It just doesn't work like that when it comes to emergency powers. Know your history and understand that this ends when we come together and we do something about it. You know, whether that's resisting in your small business or whether you're just someone, you know, walking into another business and saying, no, this is my constitutional right to my bodily and facial autonomy. We have to resist. What, what we've seen during this lockdown period of time, uh, it's a year and a half, we have seen large companies such as Amazon, Walmart, uh, benefit from this. And then the smaller company like yourself, uh, that, that, that obviously is the backbone of, of freedom uh, and the middle class, uh, being shut down. Uh, so, so we have two shining nights uh, uh, in, the, in the two of you. But what do you say to people like Klaus Schwab uh, at the World Economic Forum that says this is an opportune time for a great reset? If you can, if you can, and we're, we're, we're piggybacking, we're, keep, we're continuing with this, with this theme that you, you started here with your comments a few moments ago, Ian. But what do you say to middle America that to get them to wake up to this great reset that has been very wide publicized out of uh, the World Economic Forum. What's the economic undertone here in your, in your eye? Is there, is there an attack on American liberty in that regard? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think there's an attack on, on liberty in, uh, on a global scale. Um, you know, this isn't something that's just happening in our backyard. Um, it's pretty much permeated every country in the world to some degree or another. Um, and it, it just requires taking a step back um, and, and really just kind of taking the time um, to stop reading just catchy headlines and, and maybe looking at some primary literature. Um, you know, you can start by understanding the coronavirus in and of itself. Um, the fact that it's never actually been isolated in a lab uh, should should provoke a little bit of thought for you to keep digging. Um, how we're creating vaccines on something that we don't even have an isolated molecule of, um, I, I invite anybody to follow that science and see where it leads you. Um, and you can pick almost any place because this is, I mean, this is an attack from all angles. Coronavirus was one arm of, of a, uh, a multi-pronged attack. You know, we're going to see it next uh, with the economy, and excuse me, with not only the economy, um, excuse me, but the, uh, the environment is going to be sort of the next play that they're going to try to just erode civil liberties. And it's all about give us more control because here's a problem. And, and it's, it's the, the typical government play, create a problem, provide a solution, create a problem, provide a solution. And, and somehow they always seem to grow bigger, stronger, and more powerful from their solutions. Um, it's always about more, more, more. Um, and that happens very slowly. And what we're seeing now is sort of the, um, the exponential uh, growth of that. It's hitting a point where they're starting to move very quickly with things. Um, so just take a step back, um, look at look at what's happening and look at how dependent you are on government. Um, and that's that's not by accident. That is that is most certainly by design. And I invite Americans to start asking questions uh, like what would happen uh, if the government shut off your funds or what, what would you do if the government um, seized all your money like they did to Frank and I? Um, how would you react to that? Do you think that's okay under any circumstances? And I think if people start asking those questions um, and putting the emotion of, of everything aside because they've emotionally charged every argument. Uh, so you have 
a, a very, very large amount of people who, who can't think critically because they're, they're so emotionally riled up uh, by all of the happenings. And, and the media is a, uh, a beautiful tool for that. And they've gotten very good at doing it over the years. Uh, but if you take a step back and you think critically and you look at this stuff, no matter who you are, no matter what your, your political values are, if you're an American, if you're somebody that, um, that thinks that this is the greatest country in the world um, and that it has the potential to be great for a really, really long time, um, and that we're really just getting started. Um, you could be a Democrat, you could be a Republican, you could be a Libertarian, it doesn't matter. But just take a step back from all the noise, look at the bigger picture, um, and realize that you are under attack. Uh, even though you may be benefiting, uh, as some people have, um, with all of these, these COVID restrictions and lockdowns and crazy measures, um, understand that that benefit will come to an end very soon. Um, and what you are is a useful idiot. Um, and, and those are always the first people with the bullets at the back of the head after the communist regime is sort of finished. When I started uh, doing doing what I do, my uh, my show, Discussion the Truth, 2016, I was quickly led from an economic standpoint of discovering the banking corruption in the United States as a Stanford, former Stanford Hoover fellow that was literally left his position at Palo, in Palo Alto. His name is Dr. Anthony Sutton. The reason I'm mentioning this here is because you talked about creating a problem and then suggesting or really implementing a solution again. And there's something called a Hegelian dialectic out of Germany that calls it thesis, antithesis that causes the synthesis. And that's essentially pitting, creating an enemy and then pitting the two forces together. Well, uh, Russia and the Bolshevik revolution is an example of that, how Wall Street funded that. And then China is another example of that. So if we apply that to our own government, whereas we have now been infiltrated by a stealth enemy that is economically rooted, we have a, we have, we have a large task on hand uh, to move forward. Uh, Michael, what is, what is next for you? You've, you've, uh, what is next for you? This is a major victory. Uh, you're going to have gyms all over the country, like Ian saying, you're going to have gyms all over the world that will be looking for you, to you and your model. What's the next step for you, Michael? So I've been playing defense for like 10 months now, and I'm very grateful that I'm able to like just get on the attack right now. You know, um, I'm looking for a personal injury attorney, and um, that, that could be something that even helps Ian down the line. Because if we can, you know, have a huge damages claim that he could use as a template or another small business owner could use as a template, like, hey, they seize his business and they got retribution from that. I think that'd be a good thing for everyone. So definitely a damages claim for the losses, for the defamation of my name, amongst other things. Uh, I'm very open-minded to, to anything else I can do to help around here. Broward County is corrupted from top to bottom. It's, uh, you know, it is a free state, but I think it's, it's interesting because Broward County is the most corrupt county in the country, in my opinion, in one of the most free conservative states that we have left in the union. So it's just an interesting dichotomy. Uh, but anything I can do to help these people down in Broward County um, I'm more than willing to do, whether it's talking to small business owners, uh, running for office. It really just depends on uh, how things play out going forward here. Awesome. Ian, what about you? Well, what's the next step for you? What's, uh, what, what's your message? What's your angle? You're going to stay in New Jersey because it's, you're, you're like a gladiator, man. <laughs> you're not going to back down. What's next there, for you? There's no running from this fight. Uh, Frank and I will see this all the way through into the very end. Uh, it's likely that we still have quite a bit of road in front of us. Um, so our priority, number one, is to make sure that the gym is open every day. Um, 
and uh, and that we're moving forward and that we're strategizing. Um, I can I can certainly identify with being on the defensive. Uh, we've been on the defensive for a really long time, um, and it is very tiring. And it's it's starting to feel really good to be able to to continue to push back, especially especially as all of these measures kind of start to come unraveled. Um, and common sense is settling in among the general public as well. Uh, the politicians are kind of being forced, um, I think, to, to, to take a step back. Um, so that, op- that opens an opportunity for us to move forward, uh, and we will. Uh, other than that, you know, I, um, I'm going to continue just kind of just, just trying to, to help and, and inspire others and, and keep doing the right thing moving forward. Um, like you said, there is a very large task at hand, and uh, unfortunately, um, when we when we do win here at Attilus, uh, at the, I think the war is far from over. So um, you know, I'll be down in Tampa at uh, at Clay's convention again. Uh, we'll be speaking there, um, and and you know, I'll just be continuing what we've been doing for the past year. That's all. Fantastic. I, I never got that shirt. I don't know if you sent that out or not, uh, but I, you know, either one of you guys, I'll, I'll freely wear your shirt. Uh, Dallas, there's an event in Dallas coming up that I'm scheduled to be at in about a week and a half. It's called the Patriot Voice. Look it up, the PatriotVoice.us, um, and that's going to have some other great speakers, including uh, including Alan West. Um, my last my last question for for both of you, and I appreciate both of your time. Uh, my last question for for either one of you is. Uh, are, have you gotten any support uh, as gym owners? Have you gotten any support from some of the larger national chains, i.e. Gold's Gym, World Fuck Gym? Fuck no. <laughs> you have not? No. Nah. Uh, you want to go first, Ian? You want to go first? I, I think Mike said it fairly well there. You know, these uh, – they're, they're no different than any other big business. Um, and – you know, you, you look at some of the policies, especially with a place like Retro Fitness, where they're incentivizing vaccination. Um, these people are in on it. You know, it, it's big business. Just because it's a gym doesn't mean that that our ideals um, line up. And they, they certainly don't, you know, because if they really gave a shit, they would have uh, had the balls to fight like we have as small business owners. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, is that they as a big business, you want small businesses to fail because you gobble up. Uh, right. you gobble up what is left. Um, and these, these gyms were able to sustain these prolonged lockdowns, uh, because they have, they have the funding to do so. So even if they have to close one or two of them up as a nationwide chain, that's a, that's a win-win for them because they, they, they eradicate the competition just by sitting and being compliant with government. So, uh, short version, fuck no. <laughs> Mike. No support at all, and, and you see it, you know, with, like, the L.A. fitnesses and, and even worse with what Retro is doing with vaccinations and other things like that. They're in on it. They're one of them. They're with the corporations. They're, they're a part of it. They're, they're the ones that are pressuring the politicians to continue to enforce the fear and perpetuate the whole thing. And, uh, you know, the fitness industry in general, it, it's interesting. Um, for whatever reason, it's just a very divided industry. Um, so, you know— it's it's hard enough to even get small business owners together. You want to talk about uh, you know corporations? It's just not going to happen. We do fitness better than they do. We have more attention to small detail. We have better hospitality, which is completely dead in the industry. And we do the little things that they do better, so they want us to go away. They're they're excited about this. So um, yeah, no, no support at all. Um. Gentlemen, thank you for joining the program. Um, I want to get—I uh, want to give an opportunity for each of you. Uh, 
uh, as, as I close out shows to get some closing comments, some closing remarks. Michael, what would you like listeners to walk away with? Um, you got to keep going. You, you can't ever give up. Um, don't worry about what your friends, family, and what people think about you. Get with open-minded people. The amount of energy that it's going to take to open up a mind that's closed, you could mobilize and organize 50 open minds. So put your energy towards open-minded people because you're wasting your time with people that have cognitive dissonance. So get with open-minded people, get with people in your community because things are happening right now. Things are moving. Ian, you're taking on a, uh, all of us are taking on the Goliath, but we are coming together. What are your comments, Ian? Um, kind of piggybacking off of what Mike said. This is, um, this is an, an all hands on deck kind of deal. You know, I think at the beginning of all of this, um, conservatives or whatever you want to label, uh, people who just want to be left alone and, um, you know, live as a free American. Um, I don't particularly consider myself a conservative, but that's what I get labeled. Um, people like us in the beginning, I think, I think the biggest mistake we made when all of this happened is that we thought somebody was going to come and save us. You know, eight, 81 million people thought Donald Trump was going to do 81 million things, um, and, and fix it all. And the reality is, is that, uh, we failed in that. Um, it's going to take 81 million people doing one thing. So find your hill, find your battle, um, and fight like hell. And don't give up. Um, and, and when you win that battle, go 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 join another one. Um, and find a bigger gonna, hill. Yeah, find a bigger hill. It does. It doesn't matter who you are. You don't have to be a small business owner. If you're a parent, you should be hounding your your school district about mask mandates for your kids uh if you don't have a kid you should not be wearing a mask under any circumstances no matter how inconvenient it is uh i've been kicked off of two airlines i'm gonna have to drive to florida but goddamn um and that that's what it's all about so everybody everybody can get in and everybody has to and when you see that really happen and it is starting to happen when you see it hit that critical point where enough people are doing things, this house of cards um, that seems like this big, scary Goliath will fall apart very, very quickly. Awesome. Uh, websites, gentlemen? Michael? Yes. Uh, yes, Ian, go ahead. We are www.theattilisgym.com. Attilis is spelled A-T-I-L-I-S. What does that mean, by the way? Attilis is a, is a playoff of Attila the Hun. What's that? Attila the Hun was uh, a brutal warlord. Uh, <laughs> love it. <laughs> Michael. My website, uh, MikeCarnivale.com. Uh, real simple, just my first and last name, M-I-K-E-C-A-R-N-E-V-A-L-E. -E. I have my timeline there. There's content, links to my GoFundMe, social media. It's kind of a long, complicated, multifaceted story, but I break it down real simple on there. So. Absolutely amazing. Gentlemen, thank you. Keep up the good work. Uh, we continue forward in this battle, and um, nice to connect. Thank you for connecting. Thank you, gentlemen. Keep going, Ian. We'll chat soon. Thanks, guys.